Welcome to Anchor Daily, where we daily engage in God's Word and prayer, reminding each other of the only anchor that truly holds. Hey Bethel family, AJ here. First of all, I just want to say thanks for hanging out with me today. It's kind of cool to have someone join me in my daily quiet time, and honestly, it's sometimes easier reading the Word with someone that can help encourage and root you on. So thanks. Well, if you want to join me in the Word, I'm reading through Mark 14. This is one of those chapters that is cram-packed from beginning to end with plot-punching action. It goes from a very dramatic, soulful drama to very quickly laying out the scene for a heavy action, high-suspense film, and yes, there's lots of blood and death involved. However, in all of this, I really just want to highlight three very memorable classic plots, transitions, or growth that I see. I'll explain this in a sec, but no price is too high to pay for our redemption. First, Mark 14 breaks into the story of the woman who, while Jesus is resting, anoints Jesus with some ridiculously crazy expensive perfume. Some guys get mad at all this because this perfume is supposed to be, well, ridiculously expensive. Then, Jesus stands up for her and speaks upon her behalf. He elaborates by telling them to leave her alone and then asks them why they have troubled her for doing such a beautiful thing. Can you imagine the way this woman must have felt trying to do what in your heart feels right, but the entire world told you was wrong? The chapter continues. It breaks into this next scene as Jesus talks through a feast with his disciples. Just imagine a bunch of people eating a Thanksgiving-style feast and Jesus is getting deep. One moment he's exposing to all of them that one of the twelve disciples is plotted to kill him. Oh, but here, this bread is my body and this wine is my blood. Can you imagine how Judas felt? All the disciples at the moment are questioning their hearts and Judas has already handed Jesus over for death and then Jesus goes right back to business. Next, but not lastly, Peter. Oh dear Peter, this dude is supposed to be Jesus' right-hand man and trusted student. Oh Peter. Jesus goes to the Mount of Olives and basically tells all of his disciples that they are all going to fall away. And in total naive arrogance, Peter exhorts that it'll never happen. He will never deny God. Well, guess what? Jesus basically tells him it's gonna happen. So much so that Jesus lines out that it's not going to be just once, but three times before some random rooster crows two times. I love how specific Jesus is when he's laying out the facts. Let me remind you three times before the rooster crows twice. So, okay, I told you earlier I was going to bring up these three sections or people as transitions or growth. Let's think of it like this, past, present, and future. As the storyline unfolds, I see the writer beautifully unveil and order a transition and growth of a person's sin life. Not just that, but Jesus also foretells all of these before they happen, showing off his magnificence. So past, this woman that anoints Jesus is later identified as Mary, a sinner in another book. This woman shows up humble, lowly. She is taking action and willing to give up a crazy expensive possession for what is most important to her. It's so significant that it's recognizable by others of what she is giving up. The scripture doesn't say that she is repentive, but actions speak louder than words here. In doing so, Jesus acknowledges her and lifts her up, letting her hear that wherever the gospel is proclaimed, that what she has done will forever 
be remembered. Can you imagine what this woman might feel being told by the Messiah that what she is doing will forever be remembered? Present. Judas, the man living in known sin, he is unrepentive, broken, greedy, and blind, surrounded by a community of faithful believers. We're talking about a guy that's lurking backstage. We're talking about one of the 12. Judas is a man that has permission to kiss Jesus, a sign of highest affection, which is also used as a sign to betray Jesus. Man, We talk about betrayal or sin from time to time, but think we so miss that blatant sin is right in front of us and at many times hiding right in front of our faces. Future. Peter's denial. Peter is told by Jesus that he's going to deny him, and he does. Peter, remembering this, runs away and weeps. I can imagine how Peter felt. Honestly, my heart screams for Peter at this moment, as so many times myself I felt horrible for what I've knowingly done. Sometimes we sin and we are so filled with guilt. We run away, we hide, we cry, we call ourselves names, we lock ourselves up, and sometimes try to ignore the sin altogether, hoping that if no one else brings it up, then hopefully I won't have to. This sin needs to repent. This sin eventually for Peter did. And guess what? You'll soon read the forgiveness that Jesus has for Peter. And it is heartwarming. I can imagine it's one of those moments in a movie where everything is right in the world and nothing else can go wrong. This is happy ending stuff that's not make-believe. As I mentioned before, there was this transition that I was overly aware of in my reading today past, present, and future, all of which Jesus was aware of and knew all about before any of it happened. So in a nutshell, if you have sinned or are going to sin, Jesus knows about it. You and I can't hide from it. And if we think he doesn't know, he does. He also forgives us and wants to see the humble life change that's willing to surrender and give up what might be most important to you and I because you are most important to him. Next, was the posture and promise Jesus has to carry out what had to be done because of this sin. You need to know and hear as much as Mary needed to hear what your worth is. Even in past, present, and future, Jesus loves you and is proud of you. You were worth dying for. I really hope that if today's message speaks to you, to do a couple things, please. Pray to God and just tell him how thankful you are for everything Jesus did and does for you. Second, if you have anything you need to clear up and ask for forgiveness of, repent. Don't just ask and say you're sorry, but be the person that was so boldly willing to take action and change, but do it for what was most important, and that is Jesus Christ. And third, don't do life alone. Get a hold of us at Bethel and tell them you want to do life with other people. Tell them you're tired of trying to do life alone in busyness or whatever. Tell them your prayer request, needs, and let us be there for you. Tell us that you prayed that God would change your life today and you are ready to live a truly different life. Let's pray. Jesus, fully God, fully man, you know past, present, future. Lord, we come to you today and in quiet ask you to reveal any sin that is hiding Expose it. We repent, Lord. We are grateful that you know past, present, and future. 
that nothing is hidden from you. We love you, Lord. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. Listen in tomorrow as we continue to encourage one another to be anchored, steadfast, and secure in Jesus. If you haven't already subscribed, please do so because we'd love to continue to dive into God's Word with you. We'd also like the chance to connect further with you. If you go to Bethel.ch, you'll see all sorts of ways to connect, serve, and worship with our church body. Finally, please consider sharing this podcast with your friends by word of mouth or on social media. Have a blessed rest of your day.